Is it on Netflix yet? Because I saw it. I guess on if I don't, I, I don't. I'm not gonna watch it. Something pop, whatever. I definitely want to watch it. But he, how you say, and pressed because Usher said he fucked up R and B. Yeah, it's something pop. But Usher said to him like, "You fucked up. You fucked up. He's for real singers." I hate when people do that to people. Does he understand? There are so many other bands that use auto tune, like in the '80s. Uh, you know what it is? It's just, it's just, we got, we, we, we do not as a people like to give each other, uh, credit. Like T-Pain wrote amazing songs. And I remember he was on a whole T-Pain kick. He was like, oh, T-Pain, that's T-Pain. But fire, his songs are fire, his is fire. Like if your songs are good, and I'm, 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 this is my segue, and I'm about, to, I'm, I'm, about to, I'm about to say I've been talking just about this. When your songs are good, all the other shit don't matter. So what I'm about to segue is to, I want to give you your flowers, and I want to give your girl her, her flowers. I've been throwing shade at her all year, wondering what's, what the hell, what we doing? And you've been sticking to it, and she dropped this goddamn album <laughs> that I could not stop listening to. For four straight days. I've maxed out back of my mind. It's in the front of my mind. I can't stop listening to the CD, Chris. I love it. I've heard it at least 10 times already. Mm-hmm. I'm, I, 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 I bow down. I, I, I shut up now. No more, no more hate for me. Good. I'm glad you finally, finally opened your eyes. Me, you, know. you know, I mean, she's just amazing. Um, I mean, I've been a fan for so long. So like when I heard it, I wasn't like blown away because I know her sound, you know what I'm saying? So, but someone like you who don't really follow her, I can see how that's it is. No, let's, let's stop the misconception. I'm gonna push back on that. Cause I do, I have heard every piece of music she's put out. That's 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 the I've heard every and that was my criticism like this yo this but she putting out ain't tight like I wasn't impressed by it 
Okay. Like, I don't know. I don't know. Like when she put okay, the first just put up was the focus jump. She put that whole CD out. That was all right. That was good. She had some stuff from there from other artists. But the stuff that I like, I like. I like focus. I like uh everything. Um I, I forgot the name of the song, but there's a couple of tracks like that I really like. And then she put out that second one, and I really wasn't really feeling it. I was like, I it just it just sounds like you know what it sounds like, and you know, um we had a we had a discussion about why artists put out these little demos or these little uh LPs or whatever. It sounded like she was just finding what she really wanted to do because the music on this show is not like the music on her other stuff. It's like it's complete. Like the other stuff was like maybe two, three minutes, bam, a couple stuff, blah, blah, blah. This stuff is like actual movements in music. Like Anyone is like, I love anyone. Anyone's like forever, and that's like an actual like music. She cannot. She she can just be quiet through that whole song, and I can tell by the way she's plucking the guitar, by the chord she's playing. And the, oh, she's talking. She she she's confused. It's just some type of confusion. All right, my music is matching what I'm saying. I'm I'm, I'm my music is moving with me. I'm not, it's just not a track I'm putting up. It's like, all right, the song, if I if I feel like I need to, to be hard right here, the music is going to get harder or it's going to do some type of chord progressions in the show. It is, no, it, it, I'm not, no. I've heard those other LPs she put out. They don't compare to this. This is something different. Well, maybe you this, this, this is a whole other animal. Well, you, you're actually experiencing her progression. And then also, too, she's incorporating more live, like, instrumentation. Um, yeah, that's yeah. probably what you are attracted to. Um, definitely, definitely. But I mean, and I, and I mean, just you know, you know me. Outside of uh, outside of just um, you know her, you know stuff that she put on her LP or EP, whatever it's more like EP. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, you there? Yeah, um, she. Um, but when you listen to her live stuff, like, you know, see her concert, I, I have already expected that. She's a genius, you know, and she plays many instruments. So when I heard this album, I wasn't, this is her first, actually, this is her first album, to be honest, because she's been putting out just EPs and singles and stuff. Her debut, debut. That's what, that's what they do. They, you know, they just put out like, um, you know, these fillers. Yeah. Yeah. see how people will react to it because even the song she put out with chris brown it was okay it wasn't all that it was mm -hmm. all right yeah it was it's all right put, I don't, it's one of the songs talk about her yeah 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 I, I like her new body of work but it's not it's nowhere near her first body of work you know her, her her first body was fire you know what i'm really? saying it was different it was a different concept you know everybody was like cool with it was something new you feel me yeah. now is this like it's her new album is like more of the same you know it's like it was like a continuation like track 18 through 24 you know like i didn't feel like it was anything like to really make me go out and purchase this CD, even though I'm a fan of her. I think she's really a dope-ass artist, but I don't really feel like she dug in that creative bag. Ah, uh, see, see, and see, that's how I feel. Like, I felt like there was a there were songs that were, I feel like she's biting off of 
stuff that's already been done, you know? And really, yes. I mean, when, when she first came out, there was nothing like, there was no woman doing like, like rap music, mixing in with like old, like the old concepts of R&B. Like she, she created her own zone. And like, now I feel like the industry is in her ear and that, okay, this formula that's worked for future, we're going to do it. And that's going to happen for you. That's how really? I felt. Really? Oh, yeah, man. that's how I felt. Oh, I, I, I'm, I'm going to support it regardless. We still bought it. But like, I wasn't as impressed compared to the first stuff that she was doing. I wasn't, I wasn't impressed about the first stuff other, other than focus. And to keep it a buck, to keep it a buck, focus is just that sound of that time. Because you got to remember Tyson, Rice and Tiller came out of that time. Bryson Tiller, yes. if he would have fell off, he needs to be put as a as a as a as a, as a genius because that soul yes. trap music, that that joke was fire, and that was around that time, and that was that sound. Yeah, but that jump was like that whole period. If you were looking back at the whole period, it was literally just a eight bar loop. That's it. Eight bar loop. Bryson or for all of them for for for, for focus with eight bar loop too. Like it was just. It was a fire oh. eight bar loop, deep, but it was an eight bar loop. And that's what I said. This jump, it's actually the first, the, the first jump off the rip. We made it. It's like, oh okay, she's on some holes. She's on some, um, um, what's my, my man name? BJ, I forgot gotta, his name, and I'm thinking, um, um, hey BJ, you gotta get on your phone, man. It's also some Donny Hathaway type vibe. <laughs> hey BJ. Oh my god. BJ, you hear oh me? God. All right, hold on. Hold on. You don't hear me? Yeah, he's breaking up pretty I bad. Now, now I'm in full of Yeah, I'm trying to get him to get on his phone. Give me a second. Give me a second. Meanwhile, Bestie was popping. Yeah, what I what I've been missing out. Man, you definitely been missing out, buddy. Uh, <laughs> I wish I wish you were on um that Google chat, you know, where all of us is on there, because you would be laughing your ass off what Casey said. <laughs> You're gonna be like, what? <laughs> yeah, I missed last. How was the, How was your birthday? Did you did you uh, come for your birthday? Um, yeah, my birthday was really good. Just went to National Harbor and um, ate dinner and, you know, I had a good time. It was perfect weather that day. It was really nice. How you feeling? I'm, I'm cooling, man. I'm cooling. These, now, yeah, it's all these internal politics because we had grandma on original Bentley. So, <laughs> niggas is trying to up the catering quotes and all this other shit. And we had limos and shit. So, they like, oh, y'all niggas got bread. So these little country motherfuckers are trying to hustle us. I'm like, nigga, we from the city. Like, do you not know I'm a fucking chef? Like, no, we ain't paying no additional. Like, it's just crazy politics, yo. Damn. A Bentley? Wow, y'all, I think you're the only family I know <laughs> that did a Bentley. Y'all also. But if, if, if you do my grandma, she was such an iconic person. Like, the mayor came and, and dedicated, a, uh, like, June 17th is National uh, Pearl Bassett Day. You know what I'm saying? Gotcha. Got me. Yeah, so yeah. You doing cool. okay? You not exhausted? I'm, yeah, I'm I'm good. I'm all cried out. I'm good. You know, we 
It's back to normal life. That's the circle of life. You can't stop it. Gotcha. All right, just making sure because you still can, you know, have your moment. No, I mean, I miss my OG that I just can't go in the other room and talk to her no more. But 110 years, I had plenty of time to say goodbye over and over. We got so many iconic moments and stories, like I said. And in my religion, we don't mourn death. We celebrate it. So I'm happy. It's a celebration of life. I'm like, Grandma, bless us with a couple of Benzes, you know what I'm saying, and a, a couple of honey racks. You know what I'm saying? We cool, you know? Wow. Bless, bless this podcast. Granny, bless it all. You know what I'm saying? Nice. Nice. I love that. I love that about your family. Yeah. Benji, you doing all right, bro? You hit, the, you hit that cup again. I hope nobody ain't stressing you out, yo. I'm good. I'm good. I'm not stressed out. I'm good. I'm chilling. Did you, Chris, you read that about it was this lady, uh, the professor at the school said, it was on your vibe. I thought of you. It sounded like you. She's like, yo, only way we're going to get rid of racism is kill white people. I was like, yo. <laughs> she went deep with it. I was like, oh, that actually makes It makes sense. sense. <laughs> it makes- you know what? It's when I say it. It's you don't, you don't have some holy water. You don't have the background. You don't bring the background. But she actually broke because Mark Mark Lamont Hill. I'm, I'm saying his name. I'm sure I am. Um, and the show his show is fire. By the way, I don't know if y'all see his show on um, yeah. Black News Channel. His show is fire. Um, yeah. he said like, why would you say that? Like, what is your theory behind that? Like, he asked her. She she broke. Said, oh, okay. So you think white people are psychopathic? He said, yeah, I do. I think they can't. It's impossible for them to, to realize what the fuck they're doing because of what they've been set up to achieve. Like, yeah, they because the only way to do is gotta kill them. Yo, like, she, she, she went on some shit. She was just like, no, like all they do is is fuck shit up and then justify it. Like, oh, we didn't kill off the Native Americans. We found America. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. And she was sitting with like ir- irrefutable points. You know what I'm saying? And it was it was just fire. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, I saw the uh, the clip, of course, and you know, my thing was, it's really hard to enforce change, you know, and you know, in such a short amount of time when it's engraved in people's DNA. I think even there's it's engraved in some black people because there's a lot of coons out there, and like, what we do with them? Because they the are blacks. Yeah, they're still pushing that narrative. You know, what we do with them? Like, do we throw them in jail or should we just, you know, I'm a good shooter, so. Hey, hey, hey I feel like <laughs> if, you if you ain't with us, then you against us. The revolution will not be televised, you know what I'm saying? So they got to go. You feel me? They got to go. You know, it's people who are not going to see the revolution till the revolution starts. So them people that's like, oh, I ain't going to see that shit. They're opportunists. Like, 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 Mark Lamar Hill had some on the show who was running for, uh, I guess governor or maybe senator of of, 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 of Georgia, or whatever. And he was like, "Yo, um, I'm not gonna. I'm gonna abolish critical race theory from schools." But he couldn't explain what it is. You know, like I said, I, I'm I'm for like, yo, look, I I understand the game. Motherfuckers are here. We're in a capitalist country. Motherfuckers are trying to make money. If you if 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 you like, yo, we need to advance critical race theory. You're one of a dozen. So to, to stand out, you go against it, and I and you know they and, and once people get money, they they don't really give a fuck about actual everybody 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 else. But I I just can't 
But see, that, it, it, that's what that's what black people don't understand about capitalism. They think that it's a place where you can just be free to make money. But capitalism, it enforces and instills that there has to be a working class. You see what I'm saying? It's, it, it promotes classation, middle class, high class, you know what I'm saying? Lower class. So it's just like, if you accept that mentality of capitalism, then it's like, it's always going to be a hierarchy. You know what I'm saying? And unfortunately, we're going to be put at the bottom because we're the working class. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Comes with a price. Yeah, I mean, just, um, you know, like they were talking about uh, the uh, millennials own about 4% of the wealth right now. And guess who owned 2% of it <laughs> alone? Big, um, my man, Facebook. Yes. You know, I put that out earlier, like, yo, millennials are the most educated people, but the, the, the least rich, the least um financially. Yeah. It's, it's crazy how we promote college, which is another business, and, and people can't, don't got nothing to show for it. Yeah. But fortunately, but unfortunately, you got to have that paper. It's the paper game. Like, you can't even get into a certain bracket of making money without having those credentials. It's the paper game. The whole shit, the whole system is set up for that. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you don't have the paperwork, then you got to have experience. And what is experience? Take time. So before you can even get to the paper, you got to work 10, 15 years to even be equivalent of what the piece of paper is going to allow you to start at. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, we got to change that narrative because I got I got a daughter, my oldest daughter. Um, She wants to do like, she wants to get in the food industry. She wants to be like a, a culinary scientist. And oh, well, we, we need to network. You know, I, I should have had her talk to you while she was there. Because she doesn't want to cook. She wants to find out how to make stuff. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, what what best dishes go together. But she wants to go to a school in New York. Like, she wants to, like, that's how we said our our, our kids are like, yo, it's, you, you're doing better if you go to this high-end school that's going to cost you about $50,000 a year. I was like, yo, you got a school in PG County that's charging like thirteen hundred a year. That's doing pretty you much got, the same thing. The school that I went to, that's an excellent program, has a golf course, has a hotel on campus, and a banquet center. So half the classes, like your Tuesday and Thursday, are spring lunches. So when you're a freshman, you'll learn sanitation, how to wash the dishes, and you know, and how to manage from sanitation because all of this is student driven. So you have your head manager, your second manager, and each course from table service to food production one and two, to sanitation one and two. And you'll get your service, your safe serve certification in there. And then if you're over 21, you're allowed to take the beer, wine and spirits class, which you'll be certified with the tips program, which means you're a certified bartender. You know what I'm saying? That's HBCU presence, bro. But nobody else has a program where they have an actual hotel, a 35 room hotel and an, an event center that not only that we're having class out of, but people come and rent those things. Like we have the, uh, outside of those like classes, we have the pineapple club where local people contract, like people getting weddings and everything and they'll contract the building and they'll pay the students. That's what's up. Yeah, so it's like you're getting textbook and like OJT at the same time. So you, and like I said, the class rotates. So you might be the GM one week, the next week you might be the manager, then other weeks you might just be an employee like an hourly employee and mm-hmm. we have to grade each other and rate each other you know what i'm saying so it gets you not only you got to understand people how do you motivate people who 
you know, because you're giving them a grade. You know what I'm saying? And they ain't paying me. The classes are not getting paid for you. But like I said, it's OJT. So if somebody is slacking or the salad's not coming out the cold kitchen correctly on time, you got to give you got to give them people like a C plus instead of an A. You know what I'm saying? But it's like a week to week process. You know what I'm saying? So it's a banging program. You know, it's a really, really banging program. Mm. Yeah. And, but and but that was, you know what? Some of the things that I did not like because we had a, we even have a class called professional development where like Darden, Hyatt, Marriott comes in recruits us for summer internships and graduating positions. You know what I'm saying? So when you graduate, you should already have your job lined up or several offers lined up that you can cherry pick and choose from. But what they did not explain to us that that is a labor intense industry. You know what I'm saying? Being a young mind, you think, oh, I can become GM and touch six figures. And you know, it's like, yeah, the fast track to GM is anywhere from five to seven years. You think that's not nothing. But if you, when you never touch no paper like that, you're not understanding like, yeah, the, the, the GM um, work hours anywhere from 60 to 80 hours a week. You're like, that ain't nothing. I'm gonna grind and get that six figures. When you start working, you understand 80 hour work week, bro. Yeah, when, crazy. And, yeah. Right, and what that does to your work to life ratio, that's the part of the game they ain't teaches. So we they had us all pumped up and we was grabbing all these positions and it's just to understand it's like, whoa, like this shit is time consuming. You know what I'm saying? The money is the is in the catering. Yeah. 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 And and now they're getting hit because like people are like, okay, I can get, you know, the depending if you go on the like the IT route, you get to get certs. Right. I don't right. Have to, because now when I, you know, when I got all these random certs, I even had a random search in, you know, like uh, bartending. I went to school for bartending and um, now they don't give, they don't, they don't care. <laughs> you know, it's like, what's your certs? Yeah, they, they those certifications. But like I said, unfortunately, in our industry, if you don't got those papers, you're not getting that entry-level management position at 45. Mm -hmm. Like in, in the D.C. area, you're coming on our program, you're guaranteed anywhere from from 40,000 to 47,000 at the very basic, you know what I'm saying, position. Right. Because when I came out of college, I was making, I was making my, uh well like fourteen dollars an hour with a master's degree. And that's ridiculous. Right. That's fucking ridiculous, yo. And I you gonna spend 40, 50k, you know, but that's one thing I like about the HBCUs. And if you notice, if you ask your local doctor, dentist, lawyer, or whatever, where where they went to school at? All they shit is is HBCU. Mm -hmm. HBCU because it's cheap. It's cheaper school, but the programs are so exclusive. You know what I'm saying? As far as what they're doing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, my own dentist went to uh, HBCU. I think um, it's whatever. She black. I try to keep my dentist and my doctors black. Ain't really happening with the doctors. <laughs> my dentist is fire. <laughs> yeah, I got an African dentist and he's fire, bro. He's super fire, man. I got a black uh, dentist too. He get him. He's funny as hell, but he get on my nerves. <laughs> <laughs> what do you do? No, it's just um, you know, you get a procedure done and you know your crown falls out after barely a year. 
you know, how that happened. <laughs> you, 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 you want my dinner's number? My dinner is fire. She is fire. Like I get, I get to the spot. I mean, like the whole dinner office is just, I just, I never seen no shit like this before. Right? It's real clean. It's comfortable. They on time. They like, yo, you come out like just set your appointment up for next appointment. I mean, it's, I don't think about the shit at all. Yo, I just go they, to get my teeth clean and ride out. They, they even give call me on my damn birthday, wish me happy birthday and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah they do. Mine and do. he got he got the new technology machine where it's though like you bite you stand up and you bite down on the shit and the shit gives you the three sixty ultrasound. Yeah. He's like yeah. niggas don't even got this shit, dog. He's like yeah. Dennis don't want to pay this type of money for it. He's like dog, I, I understand the significance of it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I get you. No, not job yeah. boy, Nigeria. No, Kai, you got to get on the group, Joe, so you can you can check out these um. Miss Miss Casey is having a oh type type of dilemma. Uh, one, she's in Jamaica. Uh, her flight something happens to her flight where she had to take a later flight. She won't be getting back like six thirty. But the real dilemma is her her keys. She left her keys at a lift on a lift drive, whatever some some dude's car, and the dude is out of control, <laughs> to say the least. Uh. The text message he's put out on the, the group chat is just, I can't even, I don't even want to explain this on, on air. I can't even, like, I can't even fathom what's going on with this conversation. But you will, I, I think I've seen a little piece of it. I, um, I befriended her on Facebook to try to ease the tension. You know what I'm saying? And I, got, I got a teddy bear. I got a teddy bear, whatever she wanted. Yeah, I need the address. Yo, but it's, is that your wifey that's on the page? Cause she's fired with the blonde dreads. Uh, glasses. She didn't have glasses on in that picture, but it's like you, Casey, and her. Uh, on Facebook. Yeah. Blonde dreads. I was this like. I was like, okay, Bessie, Bessie, wifey's fire. It was just like, that's my nigga, yo. It was just like, hell yeah. Was it like a said, No, it said Kim. It said Kim. Oh, sorry. No, it's sister. Just, just good as good, just. But it said Kim, you, and her. And I was sitting like in a row. That's her sister. Oh, that's her sister. No, Kim doesn't have um locks, though. You said she has locks. Maybe it was the faux locks. Was was she dark skin? She was like bronze, like like Benjamin. Oh. Benjamin is one shade darker than certified light skin red bone. Maybe it's the sun. Maybe he's Yeah, you look look at my shoulders. I'm light skin red. <laughs> <laughs> You got uh, to send me the picture. All right, I'm I'm a screenshot it and, and yeah. check and send it and to I'll you. Tell you. Yeah, I'm not sure, but that was sucked. It was <laughs> it's not her. <laughs> <laughs> right, wrong girl. No, so I was repping for you, hard huh, bestie. I was like, yeah, bestie. <laughs> She, she just brought me some food. You didn't, probably didn't see her face. Uh, okay, okay. Yeah. So, uh, 
Miss K singles on, so let's just jump right in. So did y'all see what Meek Mill did over the over the past month? Um, he actually had a bill sponsored mm-hmm. for um prison reform in Virginia and had the governor of Virginia sign it. He was at the the press ceremony saying how much he helped into it. How are y'all still proud of Meek Mill? Because I'm I'm extremely proud of Meek Mill. I'm extremely even proud though he's a cornball and rap. Yes, I mean, even though people were trying to hate on him or whatever, whatever, I'm extremely proud of him because we need it's not enough tension, you know what I'm saying? Attention that you can bring to our issues as black people. You know what I'm saying? And for him to be a celebrity and come on and be like, bro, the only reason why I'm not in jail is because I have hundreds of thousands of dollars to spend on lawyers. You know what I'm saying? But look at me, if the average black person don't got that type of money. Like I was even talking to some um, people out here in, in, in Indiana because like my grandma was a uh, like honorary lifetime member of the NAACP. You know what I'm saying? And it was like, well, I don't really like the NAACP. They don't, they don't be doing this. They're so public. And I said, well, what you don't know about the NAACP is they do a lot of funding to people that are in the community. I said, so if you're a lawyer in the community, they'll give you 50K a year just to put on anybody's case that can't afford it. You know, or like community members, like say you're, you're a reformed uh, gangster and now you're trying to help, you know, you got a youth center. You're trying to get the youth, the kids to get out the streets and get out the gangs. They fund them organizations. So I was just like, it's not, you know, even beyond your personal vendetta, you got to look at the work that they're doing, the body mm-hmm. of work. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm extremely proud of them. I wanted to keep up the good work. And, you know, it's like when you have that limelight, you got to do it, you know. But then it's like, the, I guess the hypocritical statement is, well, stop rapping about trapping. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You want this whole movement, but then you still rapping about selling drugs. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, but because people can't disconnect that that's entertainment and that's our story. You know, that's the typical black person story. Like we don't value education because look at look at the person that is making a PhD that got a PhD that had to waste 15 years of their life to, uh, to acquire the PhD and niggas is making what they make in a week. Or a month, your annual hundred k salary, niggas is kicking in in two three months. So yeah. you know it's like you want us to. That was my always my dilemma. I'm like, why should I go to college and all this other? I can make money real quick, you know. Mm-hmm. But the maturity comes in where it's like you can't get no health benefits with none of that. I'll be telling dope boys, like, yeah, y'all niggas can't, but you don't got no 401k plan. You don't got no pension. <laughs> you don't got no health benefits. You don't got nothing. If you get shot, you ain't even getting the best, the best surgery. You better thank God for Obamacare because you're not even getting the best surgery. You feel me? Right. Maybe that's Is Meek Mill going to cross? I'm sorry. No, I'm saying maybe that's a business idea. <laughs> like, set them up. Yeah. Is Meek Mill going to cross that bridge of just being straight activists? Like, you know what I'm saying? We got people like Common who does the, the, the you know, the, the positive rap. And you like you said, he's still rapping about the same shit. Ain't no real difference. Which I, I kind of like. I don't, I, I'm the type of person who can understand that's entertainment. But is he, is he, is he going to make that change? We're going to be all activists. And do we want that from him? I do because it's such a necessity. I'd be like, 
what's what's going on you know what i'm saying it's like if you black you have to fuck i don't give a fuck like what your education is or what your income is when the police get behind you you got to go into proper etiquette you can't even afford to stop and pause at a stop sign right you know what i'm saying because that interaction could be deaf easily you know right. what i'm saying i don't get scared when if i go to the hood you don't gotta go to the hood you know what i'm saying but anytime a black person like look what they did to the ron james house they wrote nick on it you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. and he helps black people white yeah. people and everything but that's still like i said so we need to be calling attention to these issues so I, in his particular situation, I don't know. I think if the cops still keep harassing him, then I'll think he'll keep pushing it. But in the next, I say the next five years, I don't really see him still being an activist. You know what I'm saying? Unless he's personally disturbed by it. Like, you know, remember, because he did that video and he was right on the back of the thing. And that's what he got locked back up for. This, that was a, a violation of his probation agreement. He wasn't supposed to be like riding on those uh, four ATV, ATVs and four wheelers and bikes. And they and doing willies because that's their culture. And they had he had fake guns too. That's what also got him in trouble too. Yeah, fake guns. But right, fake. Well, <laughs> they were fake for well, a video. Well, well, you can't really determine that from a video. You see what I'm saying? That's that's like that's like not proper evidence. You can't you can't know that that's a real gun or a fake gun. So how can they use that to to in, in, incriminate you? You know what I'm saying? It's a video. It's Hollywood, bro. You don't know what we're using. Mm-hmm. You're absolutely right. Yeah. How you feel, Chris? You are you are you a Meek Mill fan? Are you listening to Meek Mill music? Yes, I do. Are um, you a Meek Mill fan? Or do you want to change his his rap tone, or you want to keep that same rap tone while he's still on this activist well, activist bag? My thing is what's What's more, what did he want to be known for? You know, how does he want to leave this earth? And he got to make that decision. Like, do you want to continue having that same crowd? Because you're getting older, you know, like, because he's in, he's like in his 30s now, right? So, yeah. right. So there comes a shift in your you know, your ways of thinking, your music naturally, you, there's a shift that happens. And it's like, what do you wanna be known for? You know, do you wanna be known for your music or do you wanna be known for you saving people and helping educate people and stuff? He gotta make that decision. Like, I don't care which way he goes, it's just how does he wanna end the show? You know, so if he wants to continue doing that type of music, then it's going to be a harder battle to um, inspire or educate a different group of people, you know, because he's already at a disadvantage being a black man with a record, a stupid record, by the way. So <clears throat> he's going to have to make a decision what's, what's more important. And I think for me personally, I think what he's doing far as like helping people, educating people, trying to change laws and stuff. I think that's more effective than his music right now. Cause we need it. But that's not paying his bills. It eventually will pay his bills. Music doesn't really pay the bills. Like that's why a lot of these rappers are going into acting, going to all these other stuff because it's not good money. Like people are purchasing 
music anymore. We're just streaming stuff. So now, like, the whole game is totally different. Like, and then, you know, you're right with these 360 contracts, they get their money off touring and they don't even understand these the business yet, you know. Right, the 360 see? contacts is the worst. They front you a million dollars, but if you don't produce over a mil, you owe them money. I think he will make he will make money in other ways where he'll have people who will submit money. You know, like he can he can he can still make good money, but he can also too when he does music, if he shifts how his he goes about his music, he may gain more of an audience. You know what I'm saying? But- but honestly, I don't even know how long he's really going to stay relevant due to the fact that his flow is repetitious. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's the same thing. It's just like, it's like he, he starts off smooth, then he builds it up, then he, then he lets it down. Like, that was his criticism before. All his records sound the same. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But then you get into the, like, like we were talking about earlier with her, the creative, and you know, it's like, as an artist, you want to grow and you want to do different type of music. But the the people that you confound from is like, no, we don't want no new music. We want the same formula that's going to produce money. They don't mm-hmm. care about your artistry. They want the same formula that's going to give out the money. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I don't really know how long he's going to stay relevant. Like, look at look at Cassidy. Cassidy is, is con- confound to battle rap. That's all they want him for. He can't do nothing else. Any other projects he do, they don't. They flop. They mm-hmm. want him to be that aggressive. Philly street hustler, freestyler. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and that's the unfortunate thing about music. It kind of puts you in a bubble. And and it's hard to like, because like when we were talking about her, like I see, I noticed with her music, she's incorporating more instrumentation, which is great. Um, But I also see the industry side that is trying to take over her creativity. Right. And that is a problem. And that's the thing about music. You really don't have freedom. To like, unless you just do it completely on your own, nobody talking to you, whatever funding your project or anything. But, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a tough titty. I call it a tough titty situation. You know, like, you know, do you want that help? You know, that, that backup, or do you want to do work and get more of the benefits? You know, so far going back to Meek Mill, I feel like he needs to make that leap of faith. And because mm-hmm. he has a bigger, he has a bigger microphone when he is doing that type of work than rap music. Uh, that's just my and, personal. And and your real followers was where they will respect your evolution. Like, look at Outkast when they that last album they did together. Mm-hmm. Andre three thousand went on a whole nother like page. He was doing R and B, the Hey Y'all song. Everybody took it and and grasped and loved it. You know. But, you know, people with criticism, like I said, they always want that same body of work. And, but look at Buster Rhymes' new thing. He took you old school flow. He did some new tracks. He did some trap songs, you know, but he was changing up his flow. So showing his musical creativity. So right. when, once you take in and own it, you feel me? People will support it. But getting it the, to the clearance factor of whoever executives that you report to is the problem, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That evolution, you know, about music. Like, can you evolve with music? And that's why I was, I'm a little nervous about her kind of taking the same uh, mm-hmm. formula from what's already been out there, you know? Like, I, I want her to stay authentic to herself, but it's going to be hard when you got other people putting money in your pocket. Right. And, and, and her authenticity and her, like I said, 
her style is what got her high. It wasn't that she because her first album, you really never heard nothing like that. You know what I'm saying? And and that's what made her so hot. And so it's just like now you're messing the formula up. Like do your original music. That's what people want you to do. Right. Right. Well, look, fam. I'm not going. I just wanted to jump. On, I just wanted to jump on here real quick. I got moves to make. I'm sorry for cutting this short, but I just wanted. I didn't want to miss two weeks in a row, unlike other people. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Not all good. So all. I'm. A, geez, I'll be back. Good. I'll be back in a couple of days. We be back running smooth. Y'all keep going. Wrap it up. Stay power to the people. All right, Bessie, be safe. All right, thank you. Jess, thank you. Shout out, Jess, editor. Get us straight. (laughs) CEO Benj, we out. We up out of here, yo. All right, man. (laughs) I'm out. I didn't want to harp on on her. Yeah. Oh, you mean different opinions than me. But, uh, Huh? Take it out. Come on now. Sorry. Fine. But yeah, I, you know, I don't know what Meek Mill. I feel you. I don't know. I don't know if he's capable of doing it. And maybe he don't feel comfortable doing it. I don't know. I don't, you know what in cute the buck? I don't, I think I'm one of the rare people that can, Um, I literally like separate music from reality you know what i'm saying i don't i don't entertain that what somebody's rapping about is how they live and that's the way it's just it's just entertainment but i know i'm not a lot of people don't feel like way so it's kind of hard but you know maybe that's what he likes maybe what if he don't like the type of music to come like i like music common music but it does get it does get redundant in that aspect i think all music gets redundant and if he's gonna be gonna want him to be this political dude that's gonna get redundant too like I think I don't watch political movies. I watch <laughs> ignorant movies. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's just the personal taste. But at the end of the day, I don't think the political movement is ever going to dry out because there's so much work that got to be no, done. It's, exactly. I and it's a, like I said, it's a genre. It's a genre. Yeah, I think the music going to dry out quicker than the political yeah. movement. So that's why I feel like he needs All to right. make a decision. How does he want to be remembered? Even like Nipsey Hussle, like, like he's a great example. Like he was bigger when he died, <laughs> you know, than when he was here. And just- But he's by- an example of, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say like the things that he was doing for his community, you know, and was so inspiring that it- made other people like you you know when you plant these seeds regardless if you're around to see it when it blooms you were a part of that you know what i'm saying and that's why i say right. like with meek mill he you know he may feed a seed that will take his idea and run with it you know what i'm saying but it has to someone has yeah. to water the seeds you know, and that's what we need. Right. And, you know, uh, more so than Nipsey, because Nipsey, 
his brand was all the same. Like what he represented, even his music, it was all about entrepreneurship, putting money in the hood. He represented that. And, and you know what? And I think that's probably why he was a genius because a lot of people can't do that. A lot of people can't still be street, but still send their messes out. Like, yeah, I'm street, but I'm still sending y'all this message. I'm trying to build in the, in the industry and build in the street and put money in our community and show y'all how to get money. So like that, that's, that's, a, that's, that's actually a talent too. And he might not possess that talent to do that right now. As far as speaking about Meek Mill. Well, he gonna have people in this corner helping him. Yeah. So he's, it's not like he's doing it by himself. It's just like when Martin Luther King, everyone knows Martin Luther King. They don't know Rufus. Is it Rufus? No, Rufus. He, I know Rufus. He was the brain behind that movement. But unfortunately, he was gay. So a lot. Right. And, he had to be in the back. He had to be in the back. So just because you're the face doesn't mean you're the brains. Right. Exactly. Move it. Move, move, move it forward because people know your face. All right. All right. All right. So uh let's go to the next topic. I brought this topic up because I was talking to a, a colleague of mine who uh who said that you can cheat on your spouse but still love them. And I've had some pushback. I didn't agree with that, but but now that I put that question out, I'm getting mixed reviews. So let's throw it all to the podcast. Do you feel like you can cheat on someone and truly love them? Miss Marks. Oh, you misses. Oh, yeah. I like I like the, the, the pondering. I like the thought. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Because there is the logical brain and then there's the emotional brain. You know, so it's like emotional brain is like hell no fuck you nigga you know like that's like you know that's the the emotional side of it um but is it possible to love someone and it could be in all relationships um that you do something or say something or you know does that mean that the love is not there or you were in your moment you know, so I don't, I don't know. Like, I, I don't want to speak for, I, you know, I think cheating is selfish. Yes. Very selfish. Um, I think you care about yourself. So is it like, is that true love? You know, like, do you truly love them or do you truly love what that person do for you? Right. Right. You know, so it's like, it's, that's a thin line, you know, cause I know a lot of people who unfortunately was cheating on their spouse but they you know they love them quote unquote and i would argue against them and say no you love yourself you love what they bring you you love being comfortable you love you love how it's it's just it's attainable you know <laughs> like, you know so it's like but you know like is it love is it really love or is it just a security blanket. And I'm assuming when you ask that question, it's, you know, when you saying cheating, meaning more than once. Yes. No, I don't, me personally, I <laughs> yes. like, no, you don't love them. You love yourself. You love what they provide. 
And that's the thin line, you know, people think they're in love with people or whatever. You in love with what they, what they provide for you. Right. That's the fact. You it just, to me, it depends on how we're going to define love. Like, and I, a lot of people put, I got a love for you. I got love for you. I got feelings for you, blah, blah, blah. I got feelings for a lot of people. You know what I'm saying? Like, but when we talk about a relationship where you're involved with somebody physically, spiritually, sexually, everything's involved. And you're talking about doing an act that can not only get them mentally issues, but physically issues, like bringing diseases home to the person or, you know, any type of thing. Like, it just, to me, it's, it's a bigger, it's, it's, it can't, you can't be selfish. True love, you have to be selfless. And yeah, you might have feelings with a person, but to sit here and say you truly love that person, you're only thinking about yourself in that in a situation. You know, I I I, I agree with you, but I don't want to take the harbor stance because people do make mistakes. You know, what I'm saying like if 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 somebody cheat on you and you forgive them. You know what I'm saying, and they they move forward. I don't I don't know. It's 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 one of those things where it's like, nah, I I don't agree that you love the person, but I but I do agree that you you could you have feelings for them and you can progress to love if you treat them treat them better. But maybe that's because I just have issues with cheating. You know what I'm saying? Like people, you ask people who've cheated or who who accepted somebody back who cheated on them, they may have a different perspective. But I just feel like it's love is like a true love. Like even when I was like at hate with people, I never cheated because it was like, I don't want to cause no issues. You know what I'm saying? You still want the person that you're like trying to get away from to be in the best possible mind mentally and spiritually and physically. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to like, I, I've never like had a person that I broke up with that I wanted them to do worse than what they with me. I want people to do better than me. Mm-hmm. But but I have to think maybe that's just me. You know what I'm saying? Maybe it's just me. I know the person that, that I'm with. I don't want to cheat on a person because I don't want to. I always think about them over me, and I think the true love is when you get both parties do the same. But I don't know if people experience that true love. I think that that true love is like I've been in relationships throughout my life, pretty much all my adult life. And I've only had that type of instance once. So I have to come to realization that's not the norm. You know what I'm saying? Then maybe the norm is to be, you got to think for self, blah, blah, blah. Maybe we're, we're, we're thinking outside the norm. And we're trying to get this utopia of love that just doesn't exist for everybody on an everyday, everyday level. Mm. So I don't know. I'm glad I'm an experienced man. I feel like I've, I've always carried myself where I feel like I thought of the other person over me. I just never experienced that back. So it's, it's good to experience that back. But for people who don't experience that back, for them to go out to, to say, all right, I'm not experienced the person love me more, you know, think of me over them. So I'm going to think of me, me, then I can see how they can say, yeah, I love this person, but I'm going to do me. Because mm-hmm. that's pretty much the, the, the level of, of of love and intimacy that we own this in this 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 environment where people just think of themselves first. Now let me 
throw some questions at you. Let's go. So <clears throat> you think it was easier to love or to be, or I'll say this, easier to be faithful now or back then? What you mean? So like, so just speaking on black families, I think we never really yes. had great example or I'll say this consistent examples you know like when we you know like Bill Cosby show was like the first black positive family in the 80s and we we had all that time where we didn't see that really like yeah the Jeffersons but I mean he was like a, you know they kind of portrayed him as an angry black man to some degree um talking to huh of course yeah yeah so like you see bill cosby and felicia rashad and their characters like they were loving and you know they had they loved their children obviously so like i feel sometimes when it comes to love you know like first you have to have a, a great example and we live in our childhood traumas that we have established that you know whatever trauma you have not dealt with you're going to bring it into your relationship. So, you know, people will argue like back in the day, there was more family, more family oriented, whatever, compared to today. But I would kind of argue against that because <clears throat> religion has paid a big part of it, you know, like that's what you're supposed to do, you know, and it was more of, we got to get this work done together, <laughs> you know, you know, especially in the black community, you know, like this is what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to get married and have kids. And now I feel like you have more people like, well, I, I don't want to do that. I don't want to have kids or I don't want to get married or, you know, I don't know how to, you know, love or I don't want to be just down with one person. Like, I don't even know if it's a maturity level or you just never been, you never been exposed to a good example. I don't know. So that's, that's my question. You know, like, do you feel like there was more of an understanding back in the day? Like we're talking about fifties and back compared to sixties and now, like, do we have a better idea or like we'll do it, it's the same. It's the same ideas. It's just more on blast since we have social media. Um, well, one, I think it was definitely easier to cheat back then than now. So mm -hmm. um, I know people think that it's not because we have more access, but I think because we have more access means it's less likely to we have more access to get caught. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you can you can have I, I know people had whole families, <laughs> like yeah. whole families and nobody knew about because there was no no way to find out about it um so i think the idea is an idea that we don't even know where the idea came from mm -hmm. it's been cheating forever like people have been having other people forever the idea of like one or two people two people being together for the rest of their lives is is one of those things like uh, we talked about earlier it's like one of those utopia ideas where it's idealistic it's great to think about like i'm I'm glad that I can I can be relationship where I can feel that way, but 
to be honest, to get to that level of relationship and that level of intimacy with somebody, you're going to have to go through the relationships you've been through. You're going to have to go through the bad ones. You're going to have to go through the I've cheated, all that stuff. Because you're just not mature enough to have that type of relationship. And that's one thing that nobody ever told us. It's not that you should be married and be with somebody. It's that you should be mature enough to know what that means. And yeah. nobody's mature. Really, like, you're not really that mature. You like, to be keep it a buck. Keep it a buck. You're probably not that mature enough to understand what that means for, like, your late 30s. So back in the day, people got married at 20. And they probably, I mean, it, for the ones who didn't cheat and stayed faithful or whatever, kudos. But for the 85% that, that did cheat, <laughs> that's just part of the course. So, yeah, we, we've, been, we've been trying to find this utopia and everybody's been trying to find out how to get it, how to get it. And it's just realized that people at that young age are not mature to get it. And we're dealing with a society that shuns sex. You know what I'm saying? So you really don't know what's going on. Everything that you should be doing to figure out what you need, people shun it. So you just last for whatever you settle. And then when you settle your, your inner your inner being, your inner soul is not really being spoken to. You're not really the person you want to be with. You, yeah, your bills are paid, but you're not really feeling like you're being your best person. So yeah, I mean, I mean, it's powerful. Of course, that's why I say that I can understand what people who people, why people cheat if they feel like the person they're with is the only thing of themselves. But like I said, to get to that level of, I can't think of myself, I need to think of this other person regardless of how I feel, that's the level of maturity that you're just not gonna have until probably you've been through a lot of stuff. Yeah. So, hmm, go ahead. I, no, I agree. I mean, and I feel like the dynamics of family has changed dramatically. Roles has changed. You know, now we're questioning, why do we have these gender roles? You know, like, um, you know, a lot of things that we, like, I feel like our generation is really questioning, why are we doing this? You know, you know, the past generations was just doing it because that's all they do and they didn't want to question it. So, like, and also too, if we look back then, you know, the of course the dynamics were different. You know, a man was able to take care of all the household needs. And a woman could possibly stay home and take care of the home. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, okay. That could be part of the reason why women stayed with men back then, you know, cause it was like nothing. It was like eating a piece of candy. A lot of guys back then, they were cheating on their wives, you know, before they came home to work. I'm not saying all guys, but I'm just saying that, um, it was easier. They knew the wife wasn't gonna go nowhere. That you know, be, and she may felt you know at that time like he's providing for me. I don't have to deal with his butt for several hours. I just gotta you know make dinner, breakfast, lunch, whatever, and I can hang out with the girls. You know, right. it was I just feel like back then we accepted a lot of things, but now more women are entering the workforce. And we're like, well, why do I have to deal with that? I could be by myself. Right. Like, or, or women money is motherfucker anyway, so. Or there's there's a lot of women who are just like, I don't want children. What we do? Yeah. You know, like, 
you know, I'm, I'm glad that conversation is coming about because even me growing up, you know, like the women, older women in my life, they were like, why are you married? Why don't you have kids? And I'm like barely 21. <laughs> and I'm like, wait a minute, didn't you have two divorces? <laughs> you know, like, you know, can't you leave me alone? You know, like, or why can't I fulfill other things? And, and I know some people argue against me, well, you can fulfill your, you know, whatever you want to do and still be married and have kids. But it's going to, it's not that you can't do it. It's just harder. Now you got to take a exactly. long way to get to your goal compared to if you're single and have no kids, it's straightforward, you know? So, and it, it, so you got that. And then, you know, you just, it's really sad that people are willing to still cheat when you could just have that conversation. Like people are more afraid of being honest and being their thing itself. And then just, you know, like, it's just easier just to cheat. And now there's this whole talk about like, well, if a man cheats is okay, because it's just physical. When a woman, when a woman cheats, it's emotional. So it's- That's what men say. That's what men say. <laughs> Amazing how men come up with these philosophies of uh, when women cheats, it's, it's, it's emotional. No, it's still physical. <laughs> it's still physical. Um, it was actually a woman who was saying this, you know, and it <laughs> women don't even understand, you know, we could be a uh, male sh uh, a chauvinist too, you know, like, you know, we don't even realize what we're saying. We're just taking other talking points from what we heard. Mm -hmm. We don't, that's what be killing me. People don't really dissect. Why do I have this belief? Where does belief come from? Yes, I understand that women are naturally emotional right but cheating is cheating it's cheating cheating is cheating whether his emotions evolve or not it's still cheating you're still hurting or possibly when your whoever your partner will hear that you cheated that's still hurtful so um can you come back from it that depends on the person yeah I know a lot of people, you know, Cardi B, she tried to defend, you know, like, listen, this is my, this is my uh, life. I do whatever I want. I love this man. You know, there's people coming at her hard, like, oh, you need to move on. He's never going to change, whatever. But at the end of the day, it's their business. I mean, I mean, I know they put it out there, but like, she got to deal with it. Not me. Right. <laughs> you know, I don't have that come. I don't have that bandwidth. Like, if I know you cheated on me, I'm first of all off the break. I'm gonna look at you with this, with disgust. Yeah. Like, how do you even want to be sexual with someone if you know they've been with someone else? And then just plays in your whole like, uh, mind. Like, oh, were they better than me? You know, did it? You know, like. Are you still talking to them? Like, then you be looking at them like every time they're on the phone, are they talking to that person? Nah, I don't even put myself through that. That stress. No, nah, we good. And maybe that's a lot of insecurities. And maybe that's, I don't know. I mean, like, does it matter if it's just one compared to multiple times? Um, yeah. 
Well, actually, I think, you know what? I think, I think if it's multiple times, the person can be like, well, you know what? It wasn't me. <laughs> Y'all, you're just out of control. <laughs> um, then you gotta like. I think I, I'm all, I'm also a person to think that everything plays a role in everything. I don't think people just go out here. Like I said, if this is multiple people, then I could be like, you know what? It's just you. It's not me. It's just you. But if this is one person, it's really a, a thought. Like I, maybe maybe I'm not lifting my end up in my our relationship, and she needed to get it from somebody else. That also plays a part into thinking, like insecurity also plays a part into thinking, like I'm not going to make this work out. Because if if it's like you you with one person, and I'm I'm listen, I I'm not naming names. I'm speaking of experience here. If it's just one person, you think like, yo, what is it? Something I didn't do. Yeah. You go through that phase too, like it's something that I didn't do. And then you start to think like, I don't know, and it's like. Is it, it maybe it's just me? You know, there's a lot of self-doubt in there also about people think it's just you hating the person. There's a lot of self-doubt in there also. Yeah. So it's a lot you put it's a lot you put in the part when you go you step out. It is. It's a lot. Yeah. To say you love that person is kind of hard. You know what I'm saying? We, we can all be avoided. Not even a conversation. Just Cause you know, cause some some people like you can just, you can just tell me you want to sleep with somebody and you'd be cool. I think you can't even like no, I don't even want to sleep with nobody. And, like I'm sure people aren't human. People got urges to to be attracted to other people, but we're talking about putting somebody in harm's way. We talk about and men always talk this whole women get emotional. Men get emotional too. Like sex is feeling. Sex is you do. You do sex more than twice. Next thing you know, the condom's not on. <laughs> Next thing you know, you're not even wearing the condoms no more. So mm-hmm. that's that's emotional. Like it's it's it's. I don't. I like I said. I understand how people can say that, but I just can't vouch for that. If you really love your person, the person you with, then it's definitely always going to be temptation. But you just fight through that temptation. Be like, all right, I'm I'm cool where I'm at. Uh, it's me. Well, you know, um, what's the name? Uh, what the basketball player, um, Carmelo? Lala, Lala Anthony. Yeah. Yeah, and, and you know, she finally went through with the divorce because it came out that it is his twins. That was just. What do you think about that? That's <laughs> Hey man, hey, she tried. I mean, I guess she tried. I mean, like he was all on the gram. Somebody he wanted his family. Like I don't think people understand when you want your family. Like when you cheated, another. You know, you you say when somebody cheated cheat on you, you're out. I think when you cheat on somebody, you shouldn't leave because the level of of of, of effort you got to put into restoring that trust back, you might not be able to. If you you might not be able to do it. You already shown that you can't. They already trust y'all had. You couldn't even keep that trust up because you cheated. Then you got to put in double amount of work. So I mean, come on, Anthony. Actually, put in. She she put him on like we're not together. We're separated. But you know, it's a possibility. And he just showed that he couldn't handle what she was asking for. Like you got to you got to go overboard with showing that you're not doing nothing. You got to be like, yo, here's my phone, blah blah. Yo, I'm trying to be with you. Call all the time. You got to be that that level 
to, to regain that trust back. And he wasn't able to do it, apparently. And, you know, I think that's, I mean, like, that's the call for her sanity. Like, yo, I can't, I'm not, you know, we, you're a good father, but I can't mess with you as a, as a, as a, as a in a relationship. You know what I'm saying? You can't even, like, you know, like, and, and, you know, a lot of people be like, oh, I get experience. Um, you asked us too much or why, you know, they wanted to go back to where it was. They, they, can, they know they messed up, but they know they can, they can, they can, they can live the way it was. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I know I messed up, but if we just go back to where we was, then I can, I can, I can maintain that level. But no, 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 no. You got to go double that. You know what I'm saying? Like, whatever we was before, you got to go above and beyond to prove to me that you're not doing anything. And that's hard. That's hard too. You know yeah. what I'm saying? That's check somebody checking your phone. You can't go out. You can't get phone calls. You get, that's hard. Yeah. And I just don't feel like I feel like he like I can't he couldn't apparently he couldn't do it because he got somebody he got twins. Twins. Jeez. Yeah. He couldn't even wear the condom. And it probably, I mean, and he probably was working overboard, but I think just finding out those twins are his, that probably just put her over like, nah, man. It's, yeah. Because now twins, there's... Yeah, twins. Yeah, twins. Yeah. <laughs> That's the worst scenario ever. <laughs> it's no, like I'm pregnant with twins. Twins. He did not only cheat. This firm they <laughs> make it official. Well, <laughs> wife so you know what we getting married, but I guess <laughs> we have twins. I'm pretty good. Yeah, yeah. It's amazing how men can just have so many babies, and like Nick, Nick uh, Cannon, he's on his seventh child, and like he had like three birth in like six months or something like that. <laughs> I don't know something I read. I'm like Jesus, dude. Nick get <laughs> Nick get get two sets of twins. I'm like God damn, Nick. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how I feel about that. Considering I got six kids, <laughs> I, 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 I still don't think that's a good look. I don't feel like it's a good look, and I, me myself is inc- myself included. I just feel like, and like I say, it goes back to the maturity level. Like I didn't know what I, I didn't know what I wanted until now. Like I didn't know what type of woman that would satisfy me. Like I'm, I was attracted. I had like bits and pieces but to actually know what you want and don't want you don't know that till now i, I wish i mean i love my kids but i definitely wish i could have had them with one person and my man out here getting he getting two women pregnant at the same time like that's not a good look for me like i think kid, my my kids question me now and I, really? and i had them in relationships like i was involved with people like you're 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 asking your kid to say, "Hey, I got a different mom than my sister, and we're the same goddamn age. Like, what's going on here? Like that that's going to come up. It just I don't know, Nick. I mean, if you got the money, I guess you got the money. But that's just I don't know. That's, that, to me, that just seems like um another male chauvinist tactic because you just don't value women mm. at all. Mm. And you got so. the money. I mean, yeah, you got the money, so then you know, why not? Right, I got a kid. I can take care of the kid. I ain't worried about it. Like, it just shows you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just, it's just, it's just. just, To me, it's not a good look, and I I respect Nick Cannon, his business acumen, but 
I don't know. It's just, I don't know. I don't know. I think, I think, I'm starting to think there might be some, some psychological issues there that need to be um, addressed. Yes, definitely. Definitely. Because the money is always, the, the money is going to run low eventually because gotcha. you got to provide a certain lifestyle for the kids. You know, you got a certain lifestyle. The kids got to have a certain lifestyle, buddy. You know, like, so it, it's, I agree with you. Like, it's just not a good look, period, whether you're a man or a woman, you know, um, because like, you know, uh, what's his face? Um, the guy that everyone be, is a love and hate situation. Um, the guy- Kevin Sam? Yeah how he was talking about why do women, if they got kids, why can't they just have a regular man? Why they have to have a high value man? Like a high value man is not gonna deal with someone with kids. But it's like, but high value men also have kids too. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know, yeah, I mean, the only difference is his definition, a high value man has money. And he, he was yeah, that's that's exactly like what it is. He don't he don't measure in morals with his high value men. It's just straight up about how much money they make. Exactly. You know exactly. You know, like for example, um, was it about um, um Gates, guy of uh, um Bill Gates? Yeah. He was cheating on his wife with I think the secretary. Timothy. Right. Right. It was it was some particular behavior he was doing with the secretary. <laughs> is he considered, you know, like I guess in Ken, uh, Kevin Samuel's world, he is considered a high value man. But you only put classify him that because of his money. Right. So it's almost like you're promoting that behavior. It's okay to cheat because you're a quote unquote a high value man. Exactly. But then you're you're putting down someone who have kids because they don't have that much money and you're saying they're not going to deal with that it almost sounds like they're just too selfish they're going to just deal with whatever is like hot you know and then you know i'm out because i don't know his wife personally and i don't care to know his wife however i know that we're in business together and it's just like I just want to know one point, like why, you know, it, and it clearly states that money is not going to keep people together because they were making good money together. They were doing all these foundations and stuff. Where did we go wrong? You talking about Bill Gates? Yeah. And I think, I think he cheated like long, long, long ago. If he even cheated at all, I don't think he cheated recently. I just think that they like each other. Like, at first, I just don't think he like her, or she like him. I don't think they like each other. I mean, that's that's that happens. That's and that's another thing about that maturity level. Like, to know that what you really, really want, you gotta really go through some some relationships and go through some things. And you know, it's it's a shame. It's a lot of people are getting divorced in their fifties and sixties, yeah. finding out that I didn't really like this person. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's crazy. So would you argue they're staying with each other for the children or business reasons? 
the children or just scared to get out there or belief in marriage is supposed to be forever. It's just a lot of stuff. It means a lot of things that we are programmed to think that if you marry somebody, you're supposed to stay with them. And I, I believe that too. I just believe that you should you you shouldn't marry everybody. Like you should marry somebody that you really like. <laughs> like 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 you like on a whole nother level of like like it shouldn't even be like I'm cool with this person or this person no 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 it should be like yo um we want to go hang out all right I'm gonna go with my girl or yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm 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 glad you're going to go home with my man it should be on a whole nother level of like you know what I'm saying like to where it's like that that and I understand this concept that that's your best friend like. I don't need, I'm, I'm, I'm glad I got y'all, but I don't really need y'all because I'm really like, everything that I need is here. And I know a lot of people don't think that way. They think like, oh yeah, I got to do this, blah, blah, blah. But it's going to come to a point where you're going to, might you might, you might meet somebody <laughs> that has most of the qualities you want. Mm. And you find yourself drawn to that person. It's, 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 it's crazy. And like I said, maybe, maybe I don't think he cheated like, cause I remember I saw that 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 story, and I think it was it was early on. He might just don't like his wife. Like a lot of people, just they just it wasn't cheating. I just don't like the person I'm with, and I don't like the person that I become being with them. Mm. And you start thinking about that. You start thinking about that shit, especially when you get older. You start looking back at your life. Most people live in the past or the future. You know what I'm saying? Like most people don't live in the now. Mm. Even in the past, you start thinking about just I, I I haven't really been happy, or I haven't done this, this, this. And it's per you know, you start thinking about that. It's like, why am I here? Mm. So, hey, maybe, maybe I just think Bill Gates and I think both of them just came to point. I remember I saw a a, a news story on him, and he looked like he was like, uh, like he wasn't he wasn't happy to be around. They were just sitting together, but they wasn't like really touching nothing like that. They were, she was going on and on about something. He was just looking in the camera like. You know, it's like it was like I can see that you know they, they just look like they just living at this point. Like, and even myself, like I I compare I always in the past. I compare my last relationship to my relationship now. It's like it's a different feel. Yeah, it's just a different like. Oh, okay. This, and it's, it's not like I'm rushed. It's like it's just natural. A lot of people go through that. A lot of people just be with people just because they don't want to be out in the streets, which is cool. I understand that. Or is this comfortable? You don't have to worry about nothing. And this, and people just like companionship. People just like companionship. But is it the companionship for you? I don't know. So there was this pastor that was saying, um, there's a reason why you shouldn't share yourself with so many people because you're going to take the greatness out of each person. And then you're going to look for that one person that have all those qualities. And that's going to be, impossible to have that expectation um and I thought about it like I'm curious to hear what you think you know when you have all these multiple experiences whether I mean of course sexual but do we have this expectation that we're trying to like create this mega person that we're taking all these great things from all these other people from our past um what do you think about that i don't think that we try to take great things from the past i think that you meet somebody because you there's something that you like about them and i think subconsciously 
if you if you stay with them, it's because you like them and you can deal with them. Or if you break with them, it's I think you break it with people because you can't deal with something. And I think when you find the next person, you just don't want to deal with that something. Yeah, yeah, you want to you figure out what you like. And I, I like that she's educated. Um, she's she's smart. She works hard. I don't like that her ass nags or 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 stays out or does this blah blah blah. So the next person you find, like, all right, I, I definitely want to meet somebody that's educated, but I just don't want them to be out. I mean, you make adjustments on on, on stuff like to sit here and say that everybody's like only choosing the best part of everybody. I think that's just another way to try to manipulate people not to be with people. I think you need to be with you need to experience people. Mm-hmm. You need to experience people. Now I think you have to have sex with them, but you need to you need to date, you need to experience people to see what you can and can't live without. You know what I'm saying? You can't you can't realize that unless you go out and see it. And if you get with somebody, the first person you get with, you say, like, all right, I like this person, but you don't like a ton of other stuff about them, but you just stick with because you don't want to be out out dating. Then you're like hindering yourself from like actually finding the person that you scoped in to be the person for you. Like there's, I think there's a purse for everybody, but you won't figure that out unless you go out and experience life. Mm-hmm. And to say that, oh, you just, we just picking the best. No one just picks the best. <laughs> no one does. Like I don't know people who do that. Like people, people break up with people because of a bad experience, and they just don't want to find that bad experience again. You know what I'm saying? They mm-hmm. and a lot a lot of people adjust how they they move. Like when you break with somebody, you don't say here, oh, that person you, you say, all right, well, I can't let myself be vulnerable this way. I gotta make sure, I gotta say up front what I don't accept, blah, blah, blah. You know what I'm saying? Like you you try to figure out what the stuff that you did in relation to cause this, and you're like, all right, I'm not gonna let that happen again. I don't think people look for somebody perfect. They are, I think we over the perfect person. I think we look for somebody that's perfect for us. The, the mature people are. Yeah. And the person that's perfect for us may not be what you thought it was going to be when you're 20. That's why I feel you should date because you don't know if that person ain't perfect unless you date them. So when you find somebody, per- you think somebody perfect when you're 20, you date them like, oh, okay, I don't really care about this, this, and this, but I really care about this, this. That's how you want to, you want to, you want to eventually find a person that. You know, it's suited for you. I'm all for people dating. Now, I mean, I think we got to be realistic and think that majority of the time, sex is going to be involved. If you, especially if you, if you're like, in a, you get exclusive with somebody, but you don't have to make it sex sexual. Yeah, I agree. I think sex can tamper. It can yeah. mess up your, the dynamics of what's real and what's not because yeah. i've been in situations where deep down i knew this person wasn't shit but they were providing something else physical for me that was just like amazing fire and, right and then you're just like always constantly give them a pass well they cursed at me a little bit but that's okay because i know they're them later you know and um I agree with you yeah like I I believe we should not always you know when you meet someone I think you know when you add in sex I think first of all you should be slow about it um because I think there it's just it's not just a physical exchange it's a spiritual exchange as well 
and that can tamper things. So, and, and with the pastor, I, you know, I was paraphrasing. I don't know if he said the quote unquote best, but I can see how, even on what you were saying on the flip side, what you may not want, because you dealt with that with another person, you realize you can't deal with that. So, but another thing too, as you get older, you evolve, you know, like the things that I liked in my twenties no longer is, you know, something significant in my thirties, you know, and now that I'm officially in my forties, oh my God, I can't believe I'm saying that. Welcome to the club. <laughs> um, I'm sure there's things in my thirties I did that I'm, it's not going to be, you know, I've already seen that I'm slowing down. You know, I'm not quick to go want to, uh, you know, go do stuff, you know, like hang out late. Like I enjoy like intimate settings where it's, you know, tight knit friends or whatever, you know, those are the type of things I like. I don't, I mean, I never was really a big club person. It was just something that at that time you just do, you know, like, cause right. you're going to meet people at that time. And now how things are, <laughs> you can meet a whole world just by on being on your computer or on your phone. So yeah, I think, I think it's the main thing is, are we living, like you said, are we living in our past or are we, you know, so eager to be in the future? And, you know, so I think that's, I think that was pretty profound what you said um, about that. Cause I think a lot of us are so quick to live in either or, and then you miss out on the present. Right. So, yeah. All right.